Review with Roman. Yay! Today it's Friday, December 3rd, 2021. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are broadcasting live from Mutiny Radio. We're in San Francisco. We're on unceded Ramatush Ohlone land, and I would encourage folks to go to ramatush.org, and that's R A M A Y T U 
sh.org. There are resources there as well as history of uh, the land that we're on and the people who continue to be here. Um, yes, please check that out as well as our land acknowledgement tab on our page at weeklyrev.org. Lots of information and resources there. Uh, so I'll be ending the show at the end of the year and I'm having a lot of feelings about it. Uh, uh, it's been a lot and I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss coming here and sharing music and news and I've learned a hell of a lot with the folks I've spoken to over the years and a lot of the articles I've read and uh, yeah, I'm trying to find another way to use this time uh, in the future in a more perhaps uh, some ways proactive, more communal, collaborative way. So I'm putting that out there in the universe. I always have a lot of thoughts before I get on the air, and then when the microphone, when it's time to speak, sometimes it's difficult to find the words. Also was not here last week, so sometimes it takes a little while to get back on track, and then I read an article and I get very angry, and then it starts off again. But yeah, seeing the rise in fascism as uh, around the country, of course, and it's... What can be done aside from organizing and getting the word out and educating folks? And I know that there's so much burnout. There's so many people who are already, who are people who are incarcerated who should be out here with us. And there's so much damage that the state has done. Uh, however, I'm trying to think of something positive, and that's, that's because it's, there's the, the backlash when progress is made. And I think a lot of what we're seeing is the backlash to folks waking up and understanding that solidarity is all that matters. All right. I'll perhaps speak a little bit more when I have uh, my words, just kind of speaking off the cuff here. And I want to be really mindful of the, the words I choose to use. I want to start off with an article that was shared online here. It's an op-ed, the San Francisco Public School Parents Say Vote No on the Recall. There have been organized campaigns to recall the school board as well as Chesa Boudin. And it's they're all funded by far right-wing folks and billionaires, like people who have no stake in the city at all. And they've put out a lot of misinformation. Perhaps you've seen these cards in your mailroom. Uh, just so much misinformation and fear-mongering. And I think a lot of us know, hey, if we want to make things better, uh, ensure that everyone has housing, health care, food, uh, living wage, uh, benefits. Uh, not not that hard. <laughs> it's really not that fucking difficult. And instead, people want to continue to criminalize the poor, which makes things worse for everyone, in addition to being incredibly cruel. It's stupid. And it's immoral. And people want to continue to fearmonger and uh, care more about uh, someone who might shoplift than uh, wage theft, which robs more people every year than anything else, or wasting money on the militarization of police and the, mil the military, which goes abroad and causes great harm. And those funds could be used to uh, help people, could come back to us to provide health care for people, housing. Again, I say this every fucking week. We have the means, we have the resources, and in San Francisco, where the wealth disparity is so large, there are literal billionaires who live here who will never be able to spend all of the money that they have, and there are people who are sleeping on the street, people who are born and raised in this city. And what do people in the city do? They decide to uh, blame people who are poor, they decide to steal it from them, 
People want to push forward with more criminalization, arrest people, steal people's belongings instead of, oh, I don't know, preventing evictions and just providing housing. There are empty apartments. There's empty houses. More than enough here. More than enough. And it, uh, it's so fucking... Oh, it's, it's frustrating when you see it in front of your eyes and you know that there is a solution to make things better for everyone. And instead, people want to fear monger and turn people against one another. So there's been a lot of misinformation about the school board, and I wanted to share, and also the fucking media. I mean, the San Francisco Chronicle, which has often published very far-right-leaning points of view. Rolling my eyes, you can't see it, but I'm rolling my fucking eyes at the Chronicle. And so they have a few columnists who really who want to encourage this recall, even though it's not in the best interest of students and San Franciscans. So many people have gotten together to um, issue an op-ed, which I um, was published about 12 hours ago. It's on Medium, and we'll share it on our page at weeklyrev.org. But I wanted to put this out there, the actual information about what's happening and who's behind it, because it's really important to uh, have that information out there and not fall for all the misinformation. And when you got a lot of money, you can pay people to lie for you. You can pay papers to share your nonsense. You can send mailers to people. You can fearmonger. You can buy billboards, commercials. You get your lies out there if you have money. So I wanted to share this uh, as a piece that's informative and truthful. This is from the San Francisco Online Activist Parents Collective. Op-ed, San Francisco public school parents say vote no on the recall. Only in San Francisco news stories create the impression that our city has unique issues unrelated to national trends and movements. For the past two years, Republicans have targeted local school boards from coast to coast with organized campaigns, leveraging the anxiety of the pandemic, and using racially coded language to achieve conservative political goals. This couldn't happen here, could it? Black and brown Americans often face racist attacks veiled by the language of competence. The campaign to recall three of San Francisco's Board of Education commissioners, who happened to be a black woman, a Latina woman, and the first Pacific Islander elected to office in San Francisco, is no different. As Twitter user SF underscore Leilani recently said in an audio conversation on the platform, talk of competence reminded her of how black and brown Americans are expected to perform above and beyond just to be considered on the same level as others. Were these three commissioners expected to force teachers to return to classrooms before completing their vaccinations and solve all of our public school systems chronic funding programs just to meet the standard of competence required to avoid a recall? The critical race theory panic has been fueled by constant repetition, mostly in conservative media, without any in-depth coverage of what CRT is or if it is actually taught in schools. It isn't. Similarly, San Francisco news outlets, with some notable exceptions, have published scores of sensational, personal, and inflammatory articles about the commissioners and race without doing the harder work of examining the realities of anti-black racism in local schools and the politics of public school funding. Last month, when the Virginia governor's race was called for the Republican candidate, area billionaire David Sachs tweeted, the tyranny of woke progressivism is over. This victory has been attributed to the campaign successfully redirecting parents' frustration at last year's school closures into anger at critical race theory. Just weeks earlier, Sachs hosted a Halloween-themed fundraiser for Ron DeSantis, the Republican governor of Florida, at his Pacific Heights mansion. 
Zach's contribution of $49,500 to the Board of Education recall campaign could soon bear fruit in the struggle against quote-unquote tyranny here in the city. If the San Francisco Board of Education recall is successful, Mayor London Breed would appoint the replacements. Commissioners appointed by the mayor would owe their new positions in no small part to the funders of the recall. A seat on the Board of Education has been a pathway to successful city supervisor campaigns. Sachs and fellow tech supervisor Gary Tan are major funders of both the Board of Education and District Attorney recalls. The petitions to get both campaigns on the ballot were often at the same tables, staffed by paid signature gatherers from out of town who collected 60% of the signatures for the board recall. Arthur Rock, an old school, born in 1926, venture capitalist and school privatization enthusiast, just kicked in $350,000. The recall operation has similarities to another strategy from the conservative movement's playbook, AstroTurf campaigns. Political operatives funded by big money donors are hired to come into communities and organize support for an initiative, while promoting the initiative as local and organic. The two purported founders of the Board Recall organization moved to San Francisco in December 2020, just two months before the official launch of the campaign. Recalls seek a do-over of regular elections, but with fewer voters. Instead of waiting until the general election in November 2022, where these same commissioners will be up for re-election, recallers are counting on the February 2022 special recall election to be a low turnout event where only their supporters will vote. The idea that a new set of mayoral appointed commissioners would reverse systemic problems in the few months before the regular election is beyond far-fetched. Commissioners Allison Collins, Gabriela Lopez, and Boga Maliga have committed no high crimes, no crimes at all, actually, that justify the treatment they are receiving in our supposedly progressive city. We must defeat this political power grab by wealthy conservatives that seek to exploit racial tensions in our communities and the trauma of the pandemic for their dubious political goals. The recall is an attempt to manipulate parents wanting the best for our kids into supporting a campaign to attack teachers, privatize schools, and whitewash racial injustice. All right, so this was written by Emily Mills, Sophie Rich, Noah Sloss, and Marjorie Strum, San Francisco Unified School District Parents, and I feel like this should be uh, printed out and posted everywhere. So if anyone has any wheat paste, I recommend doing that uh, along with sharing it online. Uh, it's really crucial that folks have an understanding of who's funding these recalls and why they're funding them. All right, so appreciate the folks for putting that together and uh, being able to explain that. I'm going to take another music break. Oh, yeah, we started off with some music. Hello. I forgot to uh, share those song titles. First was Eight Days of Hanukkah by Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, and then The Legend of Pat Brown by the Vandals, which I heard, um, as far as I can tell, for the first time in my life. Maybe I've heard it before, but um, there's a documentary called Clockwork Orange County that we found on uh, Canopy, which is like the library uh, streaming app. And it was a you know good, decent documentaries about uh, punk rock in Orange County in the late 70s and early 80s and that was one of the songs that was featured it was good it was definitely like a very low budget which of course makes sense uh, documentary but it was informative and had some really good music in it so I wanted to share that and the song after that was Flip Your Wig by Husker Du and um, gonna share some more music <sighs> breathe a little bit calm the mood in my head a bit and we'll be back with some more news stories shortly
Oh, my mama told me Cause she said she learned the hard way Say she wanna spare the children She say don't give a say your soul away Cause all that you have is your soul Don't be tempted by the shiny apple Don't you eat of a bit of fruit Hunger only for a taste of justice Hunger only for a world of truth Cause all that you have is your soul I was a pretty young girl once I had dreams, I had high hopes Married a man who stole my heart away Gave his love, but what a high price I pay And all that you have is your soul Don't be tempted by the shiny apple Don't you eat of a bitter food Hunger only for a taste of justice Hunger only for a world of truth Cause all that you have is your soul Why was I such a young fool? Thought I'd make history, making babies was the best I could do Thought I made something could be mine forever Another hard way one can't possess another And all that you have is your soul Don't be tempted by the shiny apple Don't you eat of a bit of fruit Hunger only for a taste of justice Hunger only for a world of truth Is all that you have is your soul I thought, thought I could find a way Be the system, make a deal and have no debts to pay Take it all I take it all, how to run away Leave myself, first class and first rate But all that you have is your soul so Don't be tempted by the shiny apple Don't you eat of a bit of fruit Hunger only for a taste of justice Hunger only for a world of truth Cause all that you have is your soul Here I am, I'm waiting for a better day Second chance, a little luck to come my way Hope to dream, I hope that I can sleep again Wake in a world with a clear conscience and clean hands Cause all that you have is your soul Don't be tempted by the shiny apple Don't you eat of a bit of fruit Hunger only for a taste of justice Hunger only for a world of truth Cause all that you have is your soul Oh, my mama told me
Cause she said she learned the hard way Say she wanna spare the children She say don't give a say your soul away Cause all that you have is your soul All that you have All that you have Is it getting better? Or do you feel the same? Will it make it easier on you now? You got someone to blame. You said one love, one life. When it's one need in the night, one love, we get to share it. It leaves you, baby, if you don't care for it. Did I disappoint you or leave a bad taste in your mouth? You act like you never had love and you want me to go without. Well, it's too late tonight to drag the past out into the light. We're one, but we're not the same. We get to carry each other, carry each other, one. Have you come here for forgiveness? Have you come to raise the dead? Have you come here to play Jesus To the lepers in your head Did I ask too much More than a lot You gave me nothing now It's all I got We're one, but we're not the same Well, we hurt each other And we're doing it again you say love is a temple, love the higher law. Love is a temple, love the higher law. You ask me to enter, but then you make me crawl. And I can't be holding on to what you've got. When all you've got is hurt, one love, one blood. One life you've got to 
do what you should One life with each other Sister, brothers One life, but we're not the same We get to carry each other Carry each other One
everyone, and welcome back. That was some more music for you. The first song of that set we heard was All That You Have Is Your Soul by Tracy Chapman, followed by that was Johnny Cash's version of One, and then Sunflower Bean with Baby Don't Cry. And got a few more articles for you. This one comes from Vice. Hackers are spamming businesses' receipt printers with anti-work manifestos. See, there's sometimes some positive news stories on the show. Got to put them in because there are positive things that are happening. I do want to encourage folks to also take action and inspire uh, people to do what we can to do more. Dozens of printers across the internet are printing out a manifesto that encourages workers to discuss their pay with coworkers and pressure their employers. And this was written by Lorenzo Franceschi. This came out on December 2nd. Someone or multiple people are blasting quote-unquote anti-work manifestos to receipt printers at businesses around the world. According to people who claim to have seen the printed manifesto, dozens of posts on Reddit, and a cybersecurity company that is analyzing network traffic to insecure printers. Are you being underpaid? One of the manifestos read, according to several screenshots posted on Reddit and Twitter, you have a protected legal right to discuss your pay with your coworkers. Poverty wages only exist because people are "quote unquote" willing to work for them. On Tuesday, Reddit, you, I read it, eh. <laughs> On Tuesday, a Reddit user wrote in a post that the manifesto was getting randomly printed at his job. Which one of you is doing this? Because it's hilarious. The user wrote, "Me and my coworkers need answers." There are countless similar posts on the Reddit anti-work subreddit some of which have this same manifesto. Others have different messages with the same sentiment of worker empowerment. All of them suggest that the reader of the message check out the anti-work subreddit, which has exploded in size and influence over the last several months as workers begin to demand their worth and organize against abusive workplaces. Stop using my receipt printer, dudes. Although hilarious, I'd like it to stop, one Reddit post read. Another one read, I've received about four different messages at random times over the last week at work. Very inspiring, encouraging, and fun to see my boss's face when he has to rip them off the printer. Love anti-work, but please stop spamming my receipt printer, another post read. Some people on Reddit have suggested that the messages are fake, for instance, printed by people with access to a receipt printer and posted for Reddit clout, or as part of a conspiracy to make it seem like the anti-work subreddit is doing something illegal. But Andrew Morris, the founder of Grey Noise, a cybersecurity firm that monitors the internet, told Motherboard that his firm has seen actual network traffic going to insecure receipt printers and that it seems someone or multiple people are sending these printing jobs all over the internet indiscriminately as if spraying or blasting them all over. Morris has a history of catching hackers exploiting insecure printers. Someone is using a similar technique as mass scanning to massively blast raw TCP data directly to printer services across the internet, Morris told Motherboard in an online chat. Basically, to every single device that has a port that has port TCP 9100 open and print a pre-written document that references anti-work with some workers' rights counter-capitalist messaging. Oh, I love it. And they have an image here with a, um, a bit of what I shared earlier. Uh, have you been, uh, excuse me, are you being underpaid? It's a little bit small to read here. Um, but the image is included in the article. Whoever is doing this, Morris said, is doing it in an intelligent way. The person or people behind this are distributing the mass print from 25 separate servers, so blocking one IP isn't enough, he said. A technical person is broadcasting print requests for a document containing workers' rights, messaging to all printers that are misconfigured to be exposed to the internet, 
and we've confirmed that it is printing successfully in some number of places. The exact number would be difficult to confirm, but Shodan suggests that thousands of printers are exposed, he added, referring to Shodan, a tool that scans the internet for insecure computers, servers, and other devices. There is a long history of hackers exploiting insecure printers. In fact, it's a classic hack. A few years ago, a hacker made printers print out promotions for the YouTube channel of the ew, of the controversial influence PewDiePie. Ew, he's gross. Uh, in 2017, another hacker made printers split spit out a message where they were bragging and calling themselves the hacker god. If you know who's behind this or or who is doing this, please reach out and you can message securely at signal. They say 917-257-1382, Wicker, which I haven't heard of, uh, Telegram or Wire at Lorenzo FB or email Lorenzo FB at vice.com. And we'll share a link to this article on our page at weeklyrev.org. So there's uh, there's some stuff going on. I also wanted to send a thank you out to my friend Melissa who wanted to share this event. This is coming up in February. So um, we got some time to prepare. And it's an online event. Or actually, it's uh, happening in person. So I guess it's not online. Let me read some more first. Oh, yes, it's going to be in person. It's in L.A. And this is happening on February 2nd. Decolonizing Research, a Conversation with Indigenous Scholars. And this is put on by USC Visions and Voices. And it's a free event, and you can register online. It's happening Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022, at 6 p.m. It's at the Doheny Memorial Library, Friends of the USC Library's Lecture Hall, at 3550 Truesdale Parkway, room 240 in Los Angeles. And I'll read a little bit about this event. Join us for a crucial discussion of uh, addressing the fraught relationship between indigenous scholars and the institutions that often erase them about this event. When we conduct research, we're searching for answers that matter. Who produces the research we rely on? Who determines what is important to research, what topics deserve to be researched, and who researches it? The crucial roundtable discussion will address the fraught relationship between indigenous knowledge and scholars and the academic and cultural institutions that have often erased, co-opted, and excluded them. The panel of leading indigenous scholars will describe how research shapes native people's paths through academia and address their complicated history with systems of information and education. And they've got some more info that I'm going to click on right now. That's bringing us to a different page. Ooh, and it's a page with a lot more info about it and about the speakers as well. And so far, um, for the COVID-19 health and safety, masks are required for all attendees, vaccinated or unvaccinated. All persons accessing, accessing USC campuses must complete the Trojan check, which is the USC's daily wellness assessment on the day of their visit. In addition to Trojan check, all persons age 12 and older will be required to show proof of vaccination and to enter campus. Either a physical CDC-issued vaccine card or a digital copy will be accepted. As an alternative, guests may show a negative COVID-19 test taken within 72 hours of the event. Proof of vaccination or negative COVID-19 test must be accompanied by a photo ID. And for more information, they have an updated campus access protocols page. And this event will be presented by USC Visions and Voices, the Arts and Humanities Initiative, which is organized by Elizabeth Galuzis. Uh, from the USC libraries. All right, looks like a very informative panel discussion. So again, that's happening on February 2nd at 6 p.m. down in Los Angeles at USC. And we will uh, share a link to that on our page at weeklyrev.org. Yeah. All right, next up, I wanted to share uh, an audio from 
uh, KQED. Uh, and this, the title of this, uh, ex-Ronert Park cop pleads guilty to conspiracy to commit extortion. And again, you know, one would imagine I could do a whole two-hour show every week about cops just uh, breaking the law, but uh, there's a lot of other things going on too. So, but it's important just to also acknowledge, <laughs> acknowledge what's going on. And uh, of course, you know, there's only a fraction of things that we actually end up hearing about and or things that make it to uh, to the media. So I did want to share this. Live from KQED News, I'm Brian Watt. A former Rohnert Park cop pleaded guilty yesterday to conspiracy to commit extortion using his power as a police officer in connection with a marijuana seizure scheme uncovered by KQED in 2018. KQED's Suki Lewis reports. Brendan J.C. Tatum pleaded guilty Wednesday to three counts of the indictment, conspiracy to commit extortion, falsifying police records, and tax evasion. In a statement, his lawyer said that his client pleaded guilty because he is guilty, and that admitting that is the first step to making up for what he has done. One of Tatum's victims, a Texas man named Zeke Flatten, was also at the hearing. It was Flatten's allegation that two officers posing as ATF agents stole marijuana from him that got the federal investigation started more than three years ago. I believe this is the beginning of the end. Flatten says he hopes Tatum's cooperation means that any others who were involved in the scheme will also be held accountable. Tatum's sentencing is set for March of next year. I'm Suki Lewis, KQED News. All right. So there's that. We'll post a link to that on our page as well. Next up, let's play some more music. Yay. Music uh, helps make me feel better. Hopefully it also helps make you feel better as well. This next song is called One of These Days. I think a lot of us can uh, relate to that. One of these days, when you figure, figure it all out, 
put your lips against my ear Tell me it all Well, tell me just a little bit, you know You know it's what I wanna hear One of these days When you figure, figure it all out Well, be sure to let me know Well, I'll be waiting right here Come and whisper in my ear what it is I want to know. One of these days, when you figure, figure it all out, put your lips against my ear. Tell me it all, or tell me just a little bit, you know, you know it's what I want to
Hi, welcome back. Oh, some good music. All right, so first in that block, we heard Kemper Van Beethoven with One of These Days, and then Cartoon by Soul Asylum, and then Love and Hate in a Different Time by Gabriels. And uh, next up, I'm going to share some upcoming events for folks. And I'll keep up the website, uh, as far as I can tell, weeklyrev.org. So, and also, please feel free to follow me on Twitter at Roman. No, just Roman Reimer, R-O-M-A-N-R-I-M-E-R. Mostly share events, articles that folks can check out. So please do follow me there. That's where I'll be uh, after I'm done with the show here. But also do check out the archive. Got lots of interviews and music going back. I think on the archive we're back to 2015 or so. And at one point, perhaps we'll put up the uh, earlier shows in 2013 and 2014. Lots of great conversations up there. Did want to share another upcoming event that folks can check out. I want to encourage people too. And this is from Poor Magazine. Uh, it's a great group of people involved with this who I've learned so much from over the years. And this is uh, People School at the Race, Poverty, Media Justice Institute 2021. Excuse me. This is what happens after about... Uh, not even at an hour on the air, but starting to woof, get a little bit uh, lightheaded. 2021-2022 class schedule, all experience levels welcome, no experience necessary. January 29th and 30th, 2022, de-gentrification, decolonization seminar in person and online. Zoom link provided after you register. So this will be Saturday, January 29th from 11 to 4 p.m. in this specific time. And Sunday, January 30th uh, from 10 to 3 and uh, time is subject to change uh, to register. They have links, people with race, class, and or formal education privilege. You can apply in one place. And then Poverty Scholars, uh, just one day of seminar, January 29th. You can apply. They have a link. And we'll share this all at weeklyrev.org. And um, it says, uh, note being a Poverty Scholar versus person with privilege can be a great area. If you have any questions, you can contact dandtiny at poormagazine.org. And then there's also a People School for Poverty Scholars at Homefulness at 8032 MacArthur Boulevard in East Oakland. There's four sessions offered per year, including poetry, theater, revolutionary journalism, radio, video, and book publishing. Sessions are offered Tuesday and Thursday. This is only open to youth, adults, and elders in poverty or struggle. Tuition is free. Enrollment is on site. All classes taught bilingually in English and Spanish. For information on the upcoming sessions and to register, you can contact D and Tiny, that's D-E-E-A-N-D-T-I-N-Y at gmail.com. And a bit about Poor Magazine, uh, which folks can check out and please donate to. It's a poor people-led, indigenous people-led, grassroots nonprofit arts organization that is dedicated to providing extreme media access, education, and art to communities of color struggling with poverty, racism, disability, immigration, migration, and criminalization in the Bay Area and beyond. People School at the Race Poverty Media Justice Institute is focused on teaching non-colonizing, community-based, and community-led media, art, and organizing with the goals of creating access for silenced voices, preserving and de-gentrifying rooted communities of color, and reframing the debate on poverty, homelessness, disability, migration, incarceration, and race locally and globally. You can also download their applications, and they've had previous seminars as well. And their website, um, if you go to, let's see, their main website. Um, the one I'm at right now um, is specifically about the upcoming events. But if you go to poormagazine.org, uh, they have a lot of resources there. They have a store, they have art, education, media, solutions and actions um, in English and in Spanish. 
You can also, they have a link where you can donate. They have a radio show as well. And how not to call the police ever. I've learned quite a lot from them over the years. So I really do appreciate them. And let's, uh, perhaps since we have some time here, and I've gathered a lot of articles. And also, I'm happy to quit talking for a little bit. So I thought I'd share the audio for this. is a Roofless Radio from Bellingham, Washington. It's about a three-minute clip here. And this is from Poor News Network, uh, Prensa Pobre. What's your name? Uh, Frankie, um, okay. I'm 55 years old. Okay. <laughs> a little bit wet today, but it's How Washington, did, so. Right. How did you, uh, do you, and again, only if you want to say, but how did you originally become houseless? Oh, I got a uh, horse, and that that's just, oh, by the way, that's, that's in San Diego. You guys are from Oakland? Yeah. Yeah, my wife threw me out one that was a Aww. homeless killer out there. Uh, it wasn't funny, but... Yeah. Anyways, here and over there, slowly just uh, got used to being outside. Right, right. Do you, do you deal with... I mean, back in Oakland, we deal with a lot of polis, you know, a lot of people arresting us or doing these sweeps. Did you deal with that guys up here? Did they come uh, up and make they, you move? Yeah, and... they come up and make you move. Just try to be on the way to go. Right. That's right. revolutionary minute man. Right. <laughs> exactly. So we're building this thing called homefulness, which we say the homeless people solution to homelessness, and we got some land, and we're building our own houses. How does that sound? Is that something you would be interested in up here? Is that something? Oh, definitely. Yeah. If you had a vision, would you be willing or interested in building your own home or your own space? Or? Yeah, I really would be willing. Right on. Be willing. Right. I'm able to. Right. Build. Can do I build things. I like to build things. Right. People in Washington here. I'm from, originally from Alaska, but people in Washington, they like to build things. Yes, for sure. Okay. So if, if That's okay. Right on. If you have a spot that you know, where you can build your home and stuff. I definitely put some pride into whatever program kind of thing that you guys have mentioned here. It sounds like a good thing. Right on. It does. Right on. So I hope to, that you could be one of the one of the leaders to make it happen because it's just really all of us poor people coming together, truthfully. That's that's a. It's a hard thing to do, but it's very possible. Exactly. It is but, hard, and it but, is possible. Yeah. You're so right. Um, um, any last words that you'd like to say? Um, yeah, I'm grateful that the people like you coming up with solutions to instead of being in the parking lot. That part, that part. Thank you so much, Frankie. Yeah. You're welcome. And Amy Try should be okay. over there. And so next up, this was uh, PNN, Roofless Radio, Bellingham, Washington, number five, which came out on November 13th of this year. And then I'm going to share another clip here. You can also find it on the on their YouTube channel. One moment. Let me get this up and running again. Uh, if you go to the Poor News Network slash Prince of Pobre on YouTube, you can find that here. And that's but this is about an eight-minute clip. My mama and me lived outside. One family's journey through houselessness. 
and uh, here we go. When mom and me lived outside, one family's journey through homelessness. Once upon a time, mom and me lived in a tent behind a Walmart supermarket parking lot. Every day, me and mom would go to work and I would go to school to get ready for work and school. Mama and me would get dressed and walk into the Walmart bathroom to wash our faces and brush our teeth. We were acting like we were customers. If the security guard followed us, we would quickly pick up a small item like gum or shoelaces and buy them. You see, before we lived outside, me and Ma lived in an apartment, not too far from there. But we were evicted and we didn't have enough money to rent another apartment. The day we were evicted, we drove away like we had somewhere to go. But we had nowhere to go. So we drove around for a while until we ran out of gas and ended up in the Walmart parking lot where we stayed for many weeks or maybe it was months. We kind of lost count until one day we came out of Walmart where we had just used the bathroom to find our car home being towed away. And then we had nothing but two hefty bags with all of our worldly possessions that we could grab from the car before it was towed. Sometimes we hid in bus shelters, sleeping on the cold concrete, sometimes in doorways of giant office buildings that towered above us, sometimes on park benches. In those doorways, bus shelters, or parks, no matter how hard we tried or how tightly we held on to each other, we could never seem to get warm. And then one day, a nice lady gave us a tent. The funny thing is, neither of us knew how to put up the tent. Eventually, we gave up and just slept under the tent material. Over time, with the help of other people who lived outside, me and Ma learned how to put up the tent and take it down. But then one day, the police and these big trash trucks showed up and grabbed our tent and threw it in the trash and told me and Ma, all the other people living outside next to us, that we had five minutes to get our stuff and go. And if we didn't, all our belongings would be thrown away and we would be arrested, thrown in jail. A sweep, the police called it. Like we are trash, Mama screamed out to everyone. That's when the police asked Mama how old I was. That's when the trash men started throwing all of my baby pictures in a black trash bag. That's when Mama whispered to me, run. That's when the police officers put handcuffs on Mama, and the other police officer grabbed my hand and took me away. That's when my mama started screaming and didn't stop. 
After that very sad day, I cried a lot. I miss my ma too much. The Polish put me in a strange home with a lot of other children who were taken from their families. We were all really sad. They sent me to talk to a lady who gave me toys to play with and kept asking me questions. She had two favorite questions she kept repeating. Where did you live? In a parking lot, I answered. But where did you live? In a parking lot, I answered again. Were you afraid? Why should I be, I answered. And then she gave up and just started writing in her notebook. Finally, I got to go home with Mama. We stayed in another big building with other children and Mama's. Mama called it a shelter. Mama didn't like it very much. There were a lot of bugs in that place, even in our bed, and then in my hair, and then one day a strange man tried to follow me in the bathroom. That's when Mama said, that's it, we're out of here. We both dropped all our things in the trash bags and left. My mama told me, stay quiet. It was hard. Everything seemed bigger than us. Then we were at the bus stop. It was still dark and the sun was barely sneaking up over the sky. It was quiet there. But for the first time in a long time, mama seemed happy. So I was happy. After the sun came up, the bus finally came. We fell asleep, stayed on the bus all day and into the night until the driver told us, last stop, you gotta get off. Funny thing is, the last stop on that bus was the Walmart parking lot we used to stay at. Me and Mama got off the bus and walked over to the tents some of the people were still living there. One lady was really nice, and she'd offered to give us a spare tent. We slept the night. I held on to my mama tightly. We were cold, but at least we were together. Me and mama, after a whole lot of more struggle and poverty and sleeping on the street and in shelters and getting evicted over 22 times. We eventually began to work with other poor folks and houseless folk and started the poor people-led movement we call Poor Magazine, Prensa Pobre, which had a dream that us poor folks could build our own solutions to poverty and homelessness. That dream is called homefulness. and uh, to support you can go to poormagazine.org.
the 2006 remaster of Fisherman's Blues by the Waterboys and before that we <laughs> we heard Issy by New and that's N-E-U exclamation point is the name of the band before that Wherever Is Your Heart by Brandy Carlisle 
It is 125, so we're going to be wrapping up the show. I'm going to wrapping up the show, my last uh, talking segment, followed by a lot more music, because that just feels like the best thing to do right now. I'm going to share a couple of headlines, and the full articles will, will be posted on our page at weeklyrev.org. One, uh, something positive. And again, the positive news stories are when something bad stops happening. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, this is from Canada. MPs embrace after Bill to uh, ban conversion therapy passes unanimously in the House. Um, so this is for like sexual orientation and I would imagine gender identity as well, but definitely at least sexual orientation. Uh, so there's been a bill in Canada to ban the practice of conversion therapy and is uh, adopted unanimously by the House of Commons. So that was on this past Wednesday. There's a little bit more information in uh, in the article. So I know it's a low bar, but hell, that's some positive news. Some not so positive news. I have a story for that too. And I think I've already, uh, let's get that link back up. And in the meantime, I also wanna share a link that folks can donate to. If there's a lot going on and I do wanna show that there are places that folks can donate if you're able and or spread the word. And that is NorCalResist. And you can find that at actionnetwork.org um, forward slash fundraising forward slash nor uh, NCR bail fund. And this is the NorCal Resist Activist Bail and ICE Bond Fund. And as protests continue around Sacramento, we are prepared to provide bail assistance to activists arrested in the course of protests. Your donation via this page will either be used for these current protests or if not needed now, set aside in our fund for the future. If you are if you are the friend or family of someone who has been arrested, please contact the National Lawyers Guild at 916-500-4NLG with the full name and birthday of the arrested person. That will allow NLG to start the process of getting them legal help, and we can get ready to pay any bail. The local police and CHP have been setting protest-related bails absurdly high, despite COVID being a real danger in the jail. We recently had to bail protesters out for $50,000 for charges that we believe will ultimately show to have no merit. The tactic is clearly to intimidate and discourage protest, nor Cal Resist is part of the National Bail Fund Network, and we regularly bond folks out of ICE detention via our fund. So we'll provide a link to this page on our page at weeklyrev.org. And I did want to share that other, I'll share the headline, and I feel like folks can surmise from that Whew, what else is going on and again uh you know every week on the show got different news and sometimes it's more international and less western focused uh, sometimes more localized but this comes from uh let's see let's open up this link here it's from our reddit thread jailed for 51 weeks for protesting britain is becoming a police state by stealth and that was written by george monbio and that's from The Guardian. Oh, so, yeah, just putting that out there that that's also happening in the world. And also, so we'll provide links to these articles on our page. And also for NorCal Resist. Oh, also, today is the International Day of Persons with Disabilities. So I wanted to share a, uh, from Twitter, it's a short video. Hello, my name is Judy Human, and December 3rd, is the International Day of Persons with Disabilities. I want to thank all of you for the hard work that you've been involved with over the last number of years, fighting for the rights of disabled people. We need to continue to be relentless and fearless 
and fight for the rights of every individual disabled person, regardless of their disability, their age, or the country they live in. Thank you, and keep fighting. Hello, my name is Judy Human. All right. So we'll put a link to that on our page as well. And I think that might be it for my talking. Usually we end up the show around 1.50, and of course there's plenty more stories out there. And also, and be mindful of uh, the, uh, the intake. Been on Twitter only three days a week. Been doing three days a week on Twitter, and it's been very helpful for my mental health. So I can still stay engaged and also not feel fully inundated with a lot of the depressing news out there. So it's good to find that strike that balance. And so yeah, you can follow me on there at r o m a n r i m e r. Check out our page weeklyrev.org. Donate to the Patreon site which is linked on our page as well and help donate to keep the, the uh, site open and up. And we'll be back next week. And I think that's it. I mean, it's not it because there's a lot going on in the world, but that's, that'll be a lot. We're just going to play some more music for the next 20 minutes or so. We also will have a link to the playlist. Just want to listen to the music again and find the artists. You can do this, do so there. All right. So yeah, just uh, stay tuned. Listen to some music. Be kind to yourself and others. And we'll be back next week.
Cause I 
It's a it's a complete farce. Everything you do is a farce.
Radio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Let's watch I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts of... <laughs> you uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. Right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh. Let's watch full-length movies. Let's do a full-minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See you next month. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Since 1971, the San Francisco Tenants Union has been fighting for the rights of tenants and for the preservation of affordable housing in San Francisco. Starting from the struggle for rent control in the 1970s, the Tenants Union has been the city's leading advocate for tenants. The Tenants Union is supported by membership and counseling donations, and this enables advocacy to be uncompromising and not influenced by pressures from government or other funders. It is a 501c4 since it campaigns for political candidates, so generally donations are not tax-deductible, although large donations may qualify. Please visit WFTU.org for more information. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Black Black Plastic Mutiny Radio .fm Saturday noon to two every Saturday all music all night
ACLU of California reminds us that we have the right to speak out. Both the California Constitution and the First Amendment to the United States Constitution protect our rights to free expression. There are many questions we face when we decide to organize and speak out. Do we need a permit? Are there limitations? Or when or when can we not demonstrate? What about civil disobedience? For all of this information, please check out ACLUNC.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Alex! Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives they're smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm 
Streaming live the station. MutinyRadio.fm. District of the Mission. MutinyRadio.fm. MutinyRadio.fm. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. have an insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion and love with passion and our passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact i know it best when i say to you i love you are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts are ye on a raft without a pattern well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming 